Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming and on today's episode we're going to talk about the newest trailer that launched for the EA owned Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and see what the hype's about and if they're too far down the dark side to be redeemable. Also guys, the store that's about this close from being gone from the rest of our life, GameStop, has reported its biggest loss in years but also are trying to roll out a new program that's guaranteed to keep the customers happy and wanting to come back. So let's find out what that is, guys. So sit back, grab a beer, and let's talk games. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. This is episode four. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me as always is Andrew Montemayor. Yo. <laughs> How you doing today, Andrew? Uh, just another day, man. Loving it. it. It's, been, it's been a good day, but um, we are here to talk about a couple of things. And the first thing on the old docket is the new trailer that EA launched for the, uh, the new Star Wars title, Jedi Fallen Order. Now... It's, it's a little, I don't want to say controversy, but it's a little um, up in the air right now because this is one of the first projects EA is actually putting out in a while. Um, but if we're looking at the trailer, I want to say that I really like the way it looked, but I think I might just be talking from desperation for a new Star Wars game that looks appealing to me, that's not a Battlefront 2 or anything like that. So, Andrew, we saw the trailer. It's about two minutes and some change long. Uh, what was your overall reaction to it? Um... I think I kind of agree with you as far as the trailer. I mean, just reaction to the trailer alone outside of, like, not comparing it to anything else that they've done with the Star Wars or taking that into account. I think it looks cool. Like, it looks promising. Um, Cameron uh, Monahagan or whatever his name is. I don't, yeah, like, I, his I, name. I, I, I mean, I think it looks like him. I think he's a good fit for, like, that character, Okay, so I that guess. is for sure. He is the... Because when I first watched the trailer, I didn't even recognize it. Because you're saying it's... We don't... I forget his name, but you're saying it's the kid from Gotham, Jerome, Cameron right? Monaghan, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I looked it up earlier, unless some someone edited something else or something on there. Because I'm pretty sure it's him, but... After rewatching it, it looks like him, and now I, I can kind of hear that voice, so it's, it's it'd be pretty badass. If, I think if it, it looks good. Is. I mean, it has me hyped for it. Like, I think it... I, I wouldn't... I, I'm, not gonna hold my breath for the game or anything like that, but I'm actually excited for it. I think it looks really cool. I want to see more graphically, though. I think it looks kind of weird. I think I definitely think Battlefield Five is a better looking game, and that came out like a year ago, right? And just the just the reveal for Battlefield Five looked better than that. So I felt like if you're gonna come out with a reveal, especially after what they've been putting out in regards to Star Wars, you should have showed maybe a little bit more, maybe some like actual like. A, a, maybe a chunk of gameplay or something else didn't have to be in the trailer you know just just more not just like all right here's a little snippet and that's it yeah i think that's kind of one of the main things they dropped the ball on is because I, I think it does a fairly decent um uh way of showing us what the game's supposed to be about you know this kid survived the fallen order or uh, the execute order 66 he's trying to you know he keeps repeating you know um forget the past you know blah blah so we kind of get this thing where this kid's going to get caught eventually, right? The story's going to revolve around him fleeing. You know, he shows him with the lightsaber. But, yeah, I think they really missed the opportunity to just show us some gameplay, right? Show us something of what the mechanics are going to be. Because how many times have we watched games where the trailer is one thing, but the gameplay or the mechanics of it are just something that doesn't Completely quite match it? Yeah. And I don't know how someone like EA misses that opportunity to go, hey, guys, we know you've been waiting for a Star Wars game. Here's the first trailer in forever. Boom, right? What do you think they should have done? 
Um, I think it would have been cool. I mean, we just watched that Battlefield trailer, so it would have been kind of cool if they did something like that, where it moved from a trailer esque kind of like a cutscene to gameplay into something. But you know, show us some good. I mean, that okay for two minutes and some change on how long that was. Give me a minute of or minute and a half of what the visuals look like in terms of the trailer and then give me some gameplay so I can at least see what my character is doing. Right? Or at least make a separate video of just like, hey, here's two minutes of a mission. Something, yeah. Give us a walkthrough. Show me show me how he's utilizing that lightsaber. Show me how he's getting away from enemies. Even if you're not showing me combat, show me some sort of interaction with the environment, especially for the premiere trailer, right? That's the kind of the question. This isn't a teaser. This isn't showing the logo and us going, oh, cool, this game's coming out and it's coming out at the end of this year. Show us what the game is about, right? Yeah, I think for them that that was the biggest missed opportunity. And it's normally you put out something like, all right, here's NetherRealm Studio. They put out an image of DC or Superman or something like that. People are instantly hyped because they know that they kill it with injustice. They right. kill, they, they've they been doing great with it. They've done nothing but squander the Star Wars license, which they have exclusive rights to. Yeah, so EA, And they haven't done anything with it. Nothing remotely interesting with it at all. And now's your time to put something out after you've burned your fans so many times with, you know, just half-assed games. And that's all you're going to show. I it It's there at a point where Star Wars is a name that generally, yeah... You should only show a little bit of a teaser, and then that's people are like, "All right, that's it. I'm on board." But once you see the name EA comes up, I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm out for right now." Right. It kind of shows the difference of the at least personally with me, yeah. Yeah, it shows kind of the difference of the Star Wars power between what the movies can generate in terms of we can use a small snippet and be excited for it, next to a game where as soon as the game trailer comes out, we're like, we know who owns it. It's it's EA. So it's like EA already has such a bad taste in most people's mouths. Uh, just because of the way they've kind of generate their games and their their microtransactions and all that stuff. But if we're looking at it in terms of context, EA signed an exclusive deal with Disney back in 2013. So this yeah, is they're six, on like the tail end of that six deal Six years ago that these guys signed an exclusive so, deal. Ten-year ten year deal, was that? I, I don't know what the extent of it was, but I know they're in their sixth year of, of, of having that contract. I, I'm pretty sure it's like it a, ten, it's a ten-year deal, and so they're on like the back tail end of that. Good, family. thank God, because all they've given us so far is the um, the Star Wars Old Republic MMO, which was pretty well-received. That, w- that wasn't a, too bad of a game. But Battlefront 1 that came out in 2015, which was pretty much trashed on, right? I mean, nobody yeah. was gunning for that game. Plus, I mean, with all the weird microtransactions and it, all it, such it was like half, a bad it was taste. It was a half game. And then they had Battlefront 2 that came out in 2017. So, Which is just lukewarm at best. Lukewarm a lot of people said best. it was better, but... Right. So the question is, Andrew... Why would EA take this long to do a game to do a, to take a franchise like Star Wars, put it into a games when they're the company that's known to put out game after game every year? When you got other franchises like Madden that you're going to compare it to, right? There's no what's holding them back from doing something every other year with Star Wars, where they they can clearly generate a game after game uh, year after year with other franchises. I don't know. Maybe they're just waiting for respawn or somebody to free up or something like that. Maybe that's just. What they wanted to go with, I you know I have no clue what they're doing, with it. and that's part of the thing is I have no clue what this game's even about. Is it a shooter? Right. Is am I using guns? Is it first person, third person? I don't know if they really showed anything. All they did was just show generic Star Wars stuff: a bad guy, flying ships, a Force user, which is things I've seen time after time again. Which is I all you have to do is show me a Star Wars logo, and I'm like, okay, well I already know the universe. Show me something else. I don't want just need to see like generic guy 
move this can to my mouth like that. <laughs> you know what kind of I thought was interesting, and I didn't really think about it till like the second time I watched it was we've already got kind of a show that revolves around a, a Jedi that escaped Order sixty six. So we know that Rebels in Rebels, right? So a game that kind of is doing the same thing. We know this character can only get so far in the timeline. Why pick this small window to revolve around this whole Star Wars game when they could have done anything else in this universe, right? Why pick this small little gap of because it has to fit in the in the in the confines of what already has happened and already is happening in Star Wars. Yeah, that and I mean realistically, if I had to look back at like what impressed me more. I still think the Star Wars uh, thirteen thirteen looked better than what I saw off of this, and that game got canceled. Yeah, but right. and I I was kind of excited about the idea of playing like a smuggler, like just an everyday person who's caught up with all these extra people. You know, like how many times am I going to be the Jedi or something like that? You yeah. know, you're telling the same story. You're just the good guy versus the bad guy, which is why I miss like um, Force Unleashed, like starting off as the bad guy. I being the bad person, yeah. and I love that. I love being the villain from time. Like, I I don't always have to be the good guy, you know? or even if you're the antagonist for part of the game, like how he kind of was, right? Give me something that's yeah. I felt that like that one was kind of different. But then again, we don't know the extent of the story. We don't know if this. this I mean, who knows how many playable characters are going to be? Right? This could be one character. And yeah, I don't group. want to so on it for too long without knowing much more else, you know. So the other thing I wanted to get into you with is. Okay, so we know EA can only make Star Wars games, right? They're kind of going down this path of of little to nothing year by year. If you could make a new type of Star Wars game, right? What genre are you feeling? I was what, just about to ask or, you the yeah, same thing. What, like, what, what kind of game are you creating? You go ahead and go so I can think about that. I think you're right in terms of like Star Wars The Force Unleashed. I thought that was um, an awesome game. A little small, right? So if you could kind of somehow blend Star Wars The Force Unleashed with kind of an Assassin's Creed odyssey vibe in terms of like the big world and traveling i wouldn't mind something like that um or also even if you're just filling the gap right make a badass i mean i know we had old school pod racing games like on the n64 and stuff and playstation but we're in ps4 and xbox one like make give me a cool cart type game just to fill that void of what when i'm waiting from star wars property to start i think i would like something more like assassin's creed-ish i think that'd be pretty right? cool I think that'd be but cool after playing Sekiro, i would like just the sword play to be there for the lightsabers, though. Like, actually having to, you know, deflect the bullets and stuff like that back. That I'm actually feel like I'm in a combat with somebody. I don't know how that would work with all the gun stuff. I mean, I guess a, a, someone could use a gun, too, because it's not like this guy's a, a Jedi Jedi or something like that, you know. Since it's... Oh, well, I, we don't know, but... Right. I, it doesn't seem like it. He doesn't seem like he was, you know, like that sort of person. So he could be the kind of guy that uses a gun and a lightsaber. There's nothing wrong with that. So I think that would be pretty cool, like I said, because that's been my favorite thing about Sekiro, that I feel like it's a samurai movie, or like those samurai movies, it's just the sword play, because the swords just clashing off of each right. other. I felt like I've never really had that in like a Star Wars game, like even The Force Unleashed, like you're just beating somebody oh, no, with you your thing. Everyone was just getting wrecked. It was yeah. Just a, it was kind even of an fighting someone else with problems. a lightsaber, like I didn't feel, I felt like my blows weren't like bouncing off like in the movies and stuff like that, or remember that, um... That remade Star Wars Darth Vader versus Obi Wan trailer that I showed oh, you, yeah, where, they're, yeah. where they're in the tiny hallway yeah, that's going all over. Like, kind of I want, it up. yeah, I want something like that, like where the combat feels like that tense and like you know for what it should be with a lightsaber instead of just like you know just all, all over the place right. is what I really feel like any of the games have been. You know, I think it'd be cool if they also did a. I mean, I don't know how I didn't think about it before. So you kind of get rid of the Jedi aspect of it, right? You make a game where it's all blasters and you go Mass Effect style. 
and you might bump into characters that are for you know yeah, see, Jedi I, I'd be okay with that. Are you have a Mass Effect Jedi, style yeah. Star Wars game? Like what? Why can't we do that? Why is that so hard? You know what is the and this game might be like that for all we know. But in terms of what we want out of a Star Wars game, um, you know, there's tons of more stuff you can do. Even a like a a real time strategy game would be kind of cool. You build up your empire. You build up something on a, on your a world. You battle other stuff. I mean, there's. Tons of ideas to do without re- going back and repeating the same kind of thing, if that's what they end up doing. I think if you just make it the complete opposite of Kingdom Hearts 3, it'll be successful. <laughs> as long as the Keyblade lights up like a lightsaber, then I think it's it's gold. I mean, you, Disney's already, is already signing on for this, so... Oh, it could be another opportunity. Same, same, uh, same owner now. Same owner, but... I mean, you guys jump in the comments. Let us know what type of Star Wars game needs to be done. You know, is it... Yeah, what with, do you want to play... Like, why what is, kind of Star Wars game do you want? Why is EA taking forever to make these games, you know? Do we want these rights to go to multiple publishers and developers? You know, why does Disney being ran by this one publisher developer? I don't get it. I don't know. You don't have to churn one out year after year. But when people are like, all right, cool. It's the third year in a row now. Like, here's a Battlefield came out. This came out. All right, it's Star Wars turn. And it's just another, ugh. And the only news we heard before this game was about a, a project getting canceled. Right, it was that was we had oh that, that was Star the Wars one. coming and it was like oh canceled yeah there was two on so there was Star Wars thirteen thirteen that got canceled I think when the buyout happened and then there was the other one that um, dang it I can't think of the name of the studio right now and it kind of bugs me because I I love the game that uh, the people that Dead Space who who make that game they were making a Star Wars game it's not visceral is it yes thank you visceral? oh yeah okay. see there you go there yeah. you go. So that one, and I think Amy Hennig or someone, I, I want to say she was the one who was working on that one, and then that game got canceled because it was too, yeah. and not games as a service, but single player. I mean, there's conflicting stories about what happened with that, so I mean, that's either here nor there, but right. it's just, I mean, uh, either way, it's just bad news after bad news, bad game after bad, lukewarm game after lukewarm game, and... And that was the other thing, Battlefront had such a cool concept. I get to go and and be in this middle of these wars, and I, Darth Vader comes down, and I mean... It, on paper, it looked cool. It's just... On execution. Execution and delivery, it was just kind of a... It was an eh, you know? And that's, that's not what we want from Star Wars games. We should be excited about every one of them. Well, that's just and like we just haven't your been. opinion. That's just like your opinion, man. So, uh, But that is. There's our opinion on that. Um, so let's move into the next thing, Andrew. Oh, God. So GameStop, right? The, the last kind of brick-and-mortar store that lets you go in and buy video games outside of huge juggernauts like a like a Walmart or a Best Buy or a Sam's Club. That's um, weird to think like you would call GameStop like a brick-and-mortar store now. Right, just because of, of the content. Um, so it just reported its biggest loss, which, I mean, we'll just kind of get right into it. They reported a $673 million loss. So if you thought they were in trouble before, like this does not help out in any way of thinking that GameStop has a, a chance of going more than another year, right? Am I, I mean, what are your thoughts on that um, in terms of their longevity? I don't know. It's it's weird. Cause I, I, well, I don't know what their pockets are like because I'm sure they were thriving at one point where I think they say like Nintendo, they're obviously not Nintendo, but they said like Nintendo could be negative for like however long, but they have so much money that it wouldn't really matter. It, it matters. But they could still keep going as a company. That I'm sure GameStop at one point probably was thriving. Oh yeah, once upon a time. But so was Blockbuster and so was Hastings and stuff like that. I mean, I personally would like to see it go longer than a year because I, I that's all we have here is that GameStop. And right. so I I personally love going to GameStop. I don't have an issue with them. 
Well, but- it, it's just like the if the game's too hard, get good. If you don't like the deals, if you don't like the trade in value, then don't. Like well, I, well, I don't do understand like the, the argument. How do you like the concept in terms of them going from a you walk in, it was just all video games, to now it's like this shirt apparel store, these oh, Funko Pops, I don't the have a, trading card game. I mean, not that you have a problem with it, but did it lose its essence? Did it lose what GameStop was and kind of turn into this hot topic game location? I kind of prefer it more because I still hardcore gamer. I I prefer it more. And maybe there's a lot of people out there who don't like it. And maybe it's just me being, uh, us being, because we don't we don't have anything else here. All we have here is a Walmart, Target, Sam's Club, GameStop are the big places that would even remotely sell games. So I personally don't have a problem going in there because for, for me it's like a Hastings now. Like I, I buy shirts from there all the time. I will buy figures and statues and stuff like figures. that for my game room. <laughs> They, I get my, I get a lot of posters and stuff like that from there. So I get a lot of personal cool things from there. The fact that they carry more video game apparel and someone would be mad about it and be like, oh, well, it's not just games anymore, then I don't really understand what you're wanting. Like, do you just want to walk in and there's only games? Like, that's kind of boring to me. I personally like seeing all the extra little stuff. I've got stuff all over my room, so. Right. Yeah, and I think it's you kind of miss out on that flavor. Like, if we, if and probably when we do lose it, um, and you know, you can watch a ton of videos on GameStop and how some people like it, some people hate it, but like when we go to ours, I like everyone that works there, man. You go there, yeah. you have a good conversation, you know, they'll hook you up on deal. I went with him. Um, he actually was able to get his special copy of Sekiro, even though he didn't pre-order it. You know, one of the guys kind of hooked him up with it. They, they good, they gave me yeah. one of the free swords, even though I didn't pre-order it. So yeah, you, you didn't got, even get the yeah, game. If you got it, to you. yeah, if you got a good GameStop, I mean, regardless of the apparel and like the toys in there, you know, good customer service on people that are knowledgeable about games in a local space for most people, is hard to find, right? You can't just go to every location and bump into fellow gamers who like the things you do or want to play the things you do. And this is, you know, one of the last places you're going to officially get that. I will say that maybe it is just because I, I in my opinion, I think we do have a good GameStop. I've been to other right, GameStops we would to lose ours. where the people are not that great. I personally enjoy the people that, yeah, do work there. I'm the same sentiment. You know, they're really cool they're actual gamers. They talk about whatever with me, and I—I I mean, I—I I don't know. I just don't understand the opinion of people wanting it to go away. I mean, if it goes away, I personally would take it as a loss. Yeah, I think because it's one of those things that when it's gone, it's gone, and you're gonna look back on that day and go, you know what, man? At least GameStop, you know, used to do that. But speaking of what GameStop used to do, let's talk about what GameStop is gonna start to do. So. Oh, the new trade-in plan? What is it? It's called what? The, the Guaranteed to Love It program? Yeah, it's Guaranteed to Love It. And what it is is you get a game, and it, the first game that they're officially starting this with is uh, Days Gone. Days Gone, yep. And uh, you get the game, you have 40 hours to return it if you don't like the game, which is consumer-friendly, I guess. Well, not I guess, I know. But you when you return it, you don't get cash back, though. You get $60 worth of trade credit, which I think is fair for an open game. I mean, if anything, you could use that to get something else. I, I think it's a very cool thing for people to do, especially with all the games coming out now that are half-assed, half-built. People who feel spurned buying games. Like, I'm not saying that I, I'm one of them. I didn't buy Anthem. I used the EA Access. Had I bought that game... I would probably feel a little spurned about it, be like, ah, this is just not what I was wanting, especially with all the stuff coming out now about it. I would feel even more burned that this would be cool to play it. 
play for however long and be like, you know what? This game just sucks. Like, I don't like it. It's not for me. I'll just go ahead and take it back. Well, do you like, because one of the things I was reading, well, because there's a, somebody posted the actual printout of what GameStop, you know, the, the employees are following. And, and from what I'm seeing and what I'm gathering is that that 48 hours is only when it launches. It, there's not, if so if it launches on the 24th and you go buy it on the 30th, you don't get a 48 hours. It's only on the release oh, window. Oh, I didn't see that. I'll, I missed right that. Right now, I have the picture. I'll, I'll throw it up and we'll, I'll see if we can highlight it. But one of the things it showed is, is when Days Gone launches, it's only for the two days of that it has. So you now have to make sure you're there to get it on time Day of. Well, I there still is, think that's consumer friendly. It's better than anything better than else nothing. you're getting out there. It's yeah, better than it's nothing. A, and and even still, who else is gonna who else are you gonna return your open game to? No one else does anything else like that. I don't think, as far as that goes. So no, that's still very consumer friendly. You know, just go out there, get it day one. If anything, too, that'll stop a lot of people from. Okay, I'm not gonna get that game day one. I'll get it um, a month from now. Beat it in a day, and then try to return it really quick and just trade it in for another game. So that'll kind of help to stop that, which is kind of abusing the system. But I mean, get it while you can. The economy's terrible. Well, it's just it, it kind of brings the point. Like one of the games you just played, it as much as we you rip on it, is like Kingdom Hearts. How cool would it have been if you were able to go there, day of, be you know, play it for as long as you did, not uh, like so it, and I, go, you know what? I can return this right I, away. Get my sixty and put it towards. Wouldn't have worked. I missed the boat on that. It would have been cool. Well, I'm saying, if, but if, I didn't. If, if I didn't start going hating on, it yeah. until halfway through. Oh, so. yeah, three days later. Um, there was a couple of of things I just wanted to uh, highlight. Uh, Forty nine hours later. Forty nine. Yeah, you missed it by the one. Is the max credit they can give you is the fifty nine ninety nine for the game. So that means that it's only going to be doable on the standard edition. There is no returning anything that's more like the ultimates, the the the, the mega collections. You know, the sixteen different. Uh, bigger versions you can get of the game. It's only on the standard one, so uh, the thing that's fair, right? Yeah, um, I mean, especially, too, with all the digital stuff and everything like that, how do they take, like, that stuff back, especially if you've used it or whatever, right. that sort of thing, or it, who wants to buy an opened, you know, claptrap box or something like right, that? Right, yeah. So the other thing is, which makes the most sense, you need you still need your receipt. Your receipt's definitely doable, and like I said, it's only on the launch days, so... When a game comes out, you got to make sure you're the guy waiting in line. You grab it. Um, I still go to the midnight launches. I mean, yeah, you go to the I, I will for Mortal Kombat. Now, or so the the nine o'clock launch they do now. I'm just curious of what what characterizes a game to qualify for it, right? Because it's saying every big launch title, right? It's not every game that comes out. I'm sure, it's not gonna be every game. It'll probably be like I, I'm sure. I if Mortal Kombat was coming out. Bef- uh, Mortal Kombat comes out. You think it's like I think every a big AAA before, title that comes yeah, out? Yeah, I would say be- like any big big game like that, like. If it's got commercials that are playing on TV, then it's probably going to be on that list. So overall, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good idea. I it's mean, fair. It, I don't know how they're doing it with a company who just took a huge loss it's like not that. Be, exactly. It's not saving the company in a way, but what so, it's doing is it's generate that foot traffic. It's getting anyone that didn't yeah. like the game to come back in. And the other thing is that, six, from what I'm understanding, it's just store credit. So if you are the person that likes going there and grabbing a shirt or a toy or cards, you know, mom goes there, gets a game that you don't like, she goes back. She can get you whatever you want. I mean, it's it's definitely that it's would, okay. That it's, would steer me away from. I I don't really get stuff from like Walmart or Target or anything like that. Anyways, but if I live somewhere else that I was like, okay, well you know what? Now I'm gonna reconsider buying that must-have game day one at Walmart. Now I'm gonna go to GameStop and get it. And if I hate it, I'll just run it back there and you know whatever. I beat it in a day. Whatever, be a system more power to you. What whatever it is that you want to do, I I think it will pull people away. Maybe who knows. 
my other question is, and I was kind of thinking about because in the last couple of you know, let's say handful of games I've been playing, because the question is, is how many people are gonna are gonna abuse the system? And and I look at it realistically, going well, how many games? Unless you have no job and it's the weekend, are you, can you technically knock out in forty eight hours? Dude, I, right, especially when most games are 50, 60, 70 hours that take you some time. Right, yeah. outside of a few fighting games and and dude, I hate myself because I dude, I. I lately I've been I've been doing a lot of their trade in deals and I had extra games and stuff like that because I'm not one unless it's really special to let it sit on my shelf. So I just got Final Fantasy X for Xbox mm-hmm. One the other day that's wrapped and it's gonna sit there until I finish Sekiro. It's gonna sit there until I finish the Division, and God willing, I'm gonna finish Mortal Kombat 11 before I jump into that long right. game. And then is like, do I want to play that first? So I want to do seven, nine first, and then jump into something more modern or. You know, so that game could sit there wrapped forever, but I just got it because I happened to get seller deals. What, I mean, let's look at a game like Final Fantasy X. I remember playing it back on the PS2 and... Um, I don't think that would be a part of the 48 hours. Well, I'm saying, though, could you even beat that game in 40 hours? Unless you're a speedrunner or you're, or you're, or you're glitching the system. And you're, I mean, could oh, you just, really just want... an average person? Yeah, no, could I, you really sit down and just smash out Final Fantasy X and... Because let's look at an average game session, right? For most people, it's probably five to eight hours, Right. For on least, average, yeah, the game's not sixteen hours, so I mean, I don't see. I mean, it's enough time for me to decide whether or not I like yeah, it. Yeah, ba- and back to the point at hand is is I don't see any abuse happening out of this system outside of a few people with a few certain type of games. Well, right? it depends on yeah, like Mortal Kombat Eleven. I'm only playing it for the story, but I love Mortal Kombat, so I will pay the sixty dollars so I can get in there day one and you know see what's get that going on. on. Yeah, so I can I that story I could easily spend. The last one was like I think ten twelve hours. So even if this one was 20 hours, like I could still smash that out in two days because I love that game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Besides fighting games and maybe a few other genres, most games are going to be some, safe. I some mean, people buy Call of Duty for the story on easy mode. You can smash yeah, it, I mean, the, the beauty of this thing is it's here for those people that happen to pick up a game and, and honestly just don't like it. And I see that kind of being it's what's mainly going to happen. I, yeah. I, I like it. I mean, it, you're not getting money back, but I mean, store credit's just good. Just get another game. So let me assist it, since we're just on the topic of GameStop possibly or more likely closing, and they're just kind of introducing some new policies. Is there anything you think GameStop can do else that's going to keep this thing afloat? I mean, how do you recover a $673 million loss? I mean, what else is there to do? <sighs> you know, honestly, I don't know. You can't make people come in and buy a physical? Yeah, and it's not just that, but it's like some people don't even just want to bother leaving their house. Like, I could order a game from Amazon and have it brought to me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, Amazon, before the game comes out, it, you could get it for like $10, $15 cheaper than you would going to GameStop. Right, driving down so there. So I, I have no clue what they could do to try to get people in. I don't know if there really is anything that they can do to, you know, get people in like that, especially with, like, all the digital stuff that people are trying to push. <sighs> this and digital age, so. man, is, is so nuts. Like, nobody saw it coming, and it's just, it's just, it's a different way to live and play as a gamer. It's digital, man. You don't have to leave your house to go buy games anymore. Oh, it's insane. Dude, I, I do love not having to get up and put a disc in. Like, if I ever would have had it's to complain best. about an inconvenience, I never would have thought I would complain about that until I started playing a lot of digital games and I leave my one disc in that I'm smashing out right now. Right, yeah. And anytime I have to get up and take the disc out, I'm like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah, I leave... I leave. So next to Avery System, I leave the two current games that I'm playing. I, yeah, I do the right? same thing, yeah. Because on the other side of the room is my, my little media First world problem, I got to yeah. dig through all my games to find the ones I want to oh, play. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that GameStop's in the, in the situation that it is. Do you think there's anything they could do? 
all I can think of is make is somehow because the biggest complaint most people have with GameStop is I don't get shit back for my games. And I don't know who's making the the assessment of what game's worth what in terms of like the corporal ladder, the corporate ladder. Like I'm assuming if you could bump up everything that's already on their list ten dollars, that would already make most people happy. I would be trading in way more games if I got what I thought was kind of worth it, and then using that credit to put it back into the store to buy well, something else. That, that's the thing. What if that loss is that, okay, people are still trading stuff in, but not enough people are buying or whatever, because you can trade in for cash now and just walk out the door. There's got to be someone in, in that the, their job, is to, for their marketing job, is to come up with promos that are fiscally responsible and make sense. And I... When's the last time you saw GameStop do anything like that, right? There's never there's never been a push for them to go, hey, guys, we know what the fans want. We know what you guys need, the loyalty of you guys. Let's do this. Like, there's nothing. This is the first thing we're hearing about in ever, right? I'll tell you what they should do that will make me shop there more is make their new CEO Vince McMahon. Oh, God. Yeah. And I want music every time I walk through that door. And I want someone to strut out in a suit. Yeah. I mean... The only thing I can maybe think of, because it's hard for them to kind of discount games, right? Because they got there's other people that get cut from the yeah, sale of a well, game. Yeah, well, there's always digital sales all the time, and so I don't always see the same physical sale and in the store. And, and the the worrying thing is that you, because of digital, used sales are so down right now that GameStop, I think, would need to take advantage of the other things that it sells in its store and and discount it or or pair it with something i don't know, I mean, it, I don't it's, know. it's just a weird market though too because then like i don't buy digital games sometimes because i one i'd rather have the box or two trade in so i'm not paying 60 dollars. i could trade in something and pay 30 dollars, especially if i'm gonna buy a game that's not a case it didn't have to get shipped so i have nothing on my box i have nothing on my shelf either and i'm still paying 60 dollars for it yeah so that's like a whole nother thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm just thinking right now. So the GameStop app, right? It, it tracks everything you, you buy in there and it gives you points. If they have, if they could somehow make the points more and more redeemable for me to get other things. No, I, I, and maybe you just don't shop there enough, but I. What are you buying? What's the most expensive thing you get with your points? Besides renewing your subscription. No, games all the time. What? What's the last game you got? Uh, don't lie to me, bro. Not Sekiro. What did I get before that? Division 2 was points. I've been getting... Huh. I Maybe it's just because uh, my dad uses my uh, card, too, that I get more points. But I don't ever notice any him doing anything on there. But it seems like lately, I get a ton of points. I just used $75. I just used $75 on it, like, literally two months ago. And somehow, again, I've already got, like, another $35 in just points. Not store credit, just points that I could use for credit to get whatever, whatever. And even before that, when I bought my exes, I had credit. It seems okay, like every well, time I've been of, going in there lately, I always have, like, mad credit at least, like, $15, $20. That, I guess that kind of points more to what I'm saying, though. You're saying, oh, maybe you don't shop there enough. Well, that's the thing. Maybe the, the casual person that goes in there and buys something, if you bump that up for the person that isn't going in there as much as you are, that's only going in there once a month, if I mean, if you gave me more bang for my buck... But then that... Per, it, it, that they're that's already in jeopardy, though. That's yeah. what I'm saying, though. They're already in jeopardy. Not doing it. What's it going to change? Yeah, All you're doing is so. going, hey... Now I feel like that one game gets me something. Yeah. I or, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be something, but... What do you think you could do to save games? If you want to save GameStop, 
Leave it down below. I would. I'm very curious to hear someone with like a crazy good answer that I didn't even think about. Exactly. I'm sure there's a ton. I would love to see that because someone I, in marketing who's watching this. Yeah, we love awesome. Hastings. We don't want to lose GameStop, and uh, that's all there is to that. So Vince McMahon, if you're watching, buy them. Buy them. Bail them out, please. Um, so Andrew, those are the two biggest points for the day. So it is time to riff. We're gonna riff. We're gonna riff it up. We're riffing. What do you want to start with? What's on your mind? Um, that new Mortal Kombat trailer, that story trailer they just put out, is hot. When did it drop? Uh, I think yesterday. Okay, because I just saw it. We just saw it before it came on, and that trailer I watched it today. Fucking it worked. Dude. As soon as the classic music came on, gave me goosebumps. It, it seriously gave me that. You know when you get that overwhelming <laughs> feel of like emotion from like nostalgia. Yeah. Like yeah. I got it watching that trailer. I, Andrew, and that Andrew music. paused it. <laughs> and looked back at me because I was sitting over here and he goes, did that not just give you goosebumps? And I was just like, yes. They, yes, they got did. me. I mean, they already had me and that, that trailer just got me good. Well, all, yeah, all the old clips that they had with it that they were showing like the, what did we watch the most of? Like the Johnny Cage dialogue and all that stuff. That already had me going, but that new trailer was, was fire. That's how you do best. a trailer. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. That is how you do a trailer. And If anything, I felt that should have been the reveal. Oh, man. And, and, when does the game drop? It comes out next week. It comes out next week, right? Next that Tuesday. Was a, that was a perfect um, adding gasoline to a fire that's already blaring thing that's gonna make. Yeah, if you're on the tipping point, yeah. that that trailer's guaranteed to push you towards the edge, especially if you loved it since a kid. That and trailer got me good. You did you did uh, pre order right? Yeah, so right. you do get the shell the shell con pre order uh, at GameStop. Yes, I did. At GameStop exclusively, guys. So there's your there's your plug. GameStop, yeah. you're welcome. Now I, I I went and got it not for the shell con, but just because. I had a bunch of stuff to trade in, so I got a good deal, but... Who do you play as? Who's your main character? I, I don't play online as much, because I'm not the greatest. I just play it for the story. I'm a... I do usually I stick between, like, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, but I do like to venture out and try a bunch of other people, like Katana. On the last one, I used Aaron Black a bit, who's, like, a new character. I think he's pretty badass. I mean, I have a lot of characters I love. But as far as playing wise, like I'm not the greatest. I just mainly play it for the right, story. Play, I, I can't remember the guy's name, and um, I made it my background for a while when I was playing uh, MKX. What's the the big like raw looking dude, blue skin, Ferator? I like him. The one with the person riding on the back? No, 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 not not the guy that has the kid riding his back. The, like the king. He he was like the, oh Kotal Khan. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, he Kotal Khan's pretty. He, yeah, I liked playing him. He was fucking dope. Yeah, it is brick shit house. So. By the way, hype for that game. I'm going to get it. Let you know what I think about it here in a week. Yeah, a week. That'll be nice. Um, what about you? Well, oh God, we were talking about it earlier, and it's just I can't get it off my mind. So the so we, our, our first episode, we talked about the digital Xbox that was coming, <sighs> right? And, and the hypotheticals of what, what it can or can't do. Mainly price range, too. Yeah. And so it finally, I, I'm not sure if it was officially revealed or somebody caught it for the no, European it's, League. It's, it's, it's official. super official now. So let's just let's, let's break it down from the price point, right? The main thing that we were talking about is this thing, since it doesn't have a physical disc tray, right? It should probably cost less, right? A, a good amount less to make it worth your buy. It's what, the same price? It's 250 People were posting online that you can actually go and get a disc Xbox One with like other better games than what I, I'm not a fan of those games, so I'm gonna say better games. I I've never played them. I'm not a Minecraft fan, but an arguably better game depending on you, for less than you could for this all digital. Okay, so with that being said, so it's also getting paired with three games, which is Minecraft, 
uh, Forza, Forza 3, 3, and Sea of Thieves. So the comparison you're making is that someone could go get an, an Xbox One disc with a arguably saying better game than those three, or more well-received, I guess. Minecraft is kind of losing its luster. Cheaper than they could get that game with all that Xbox with all three. Right. And that's insane to me. Why? I felt it should have launched it like a one at one ninety nine. Still would have been pushing it. One forty nine is a sweet spot, but I feel like that's re- that's really like taking the blow. But hey, you know we'll get them in the long run. Yeah. But I felt like one ninety nine really should have been it. Even one seventy nine, maybe especially halfway. you're launching this on the tail end of a generation when you're talking about going into the next generation of consoles. Right. Yeah. This should have been their last push to go. Hey guys. Anyone that was on the fence about the Xbox One, here is something that's all digital, but cheaper is a weird way. You know, less price that's going to get you into it, get your feet wet, and then look forward to future Xbox products. And it just completely didn't. Why would you go get this thing? So outside of all that, the marketing, do you know what the name for it is? Have you seen the name? Oh... Uh, God damn it! I was watching a video on it earlier. What was it? I don't know. It's just people talking shit now. But it's the X- oh the sad yeah the yeah, Xbox yeah. S all AD digital yeah for the, all sad, digital. the Xbox sad and the Xbox sad the Xbox is sad because it sucks the Xbox sad because this console sucks which that yeah, all digital Xbox console sad. Sucks, yeah it, sucks but I'm like at what point when you were making this marketing did you not make the connection with all these people who are gonna talk shit and everything not I, whether so or not that job hurts sales be, don't I'm name sure. something shitty yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure they make a lot more than you and me combined, and I could have seen that coming from a mile away. Because as soon as they even said all digital, like Xbox S, even though there's a huge space and it's like AD, I'm like, the Xbox sad, that's a stupid name. Yeah, Jesus. And it's it, it already had a huge name. It was the all, yeah, the all digital Xbox One S. I mean, it's already a mouthful to say. And let's just talk about the other thing is, is there's no, as far as I, I can tell. I would have preferred the Xbox all digital S. Xbox NES. I feel like that rolls out the tongue a lot better. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's and then that would have even been for if you're a big shooter fan, that stands for aiming down sights. See? So this is a place to play shooters. Hey. Mike Shop, hire me. Get him. He's right here. He's waiting. Um the other thing So is, I don't have to sit here and make a mediocre podcast. <laughs> he loves it. This is the highlight of his week. Is there's no physical uh, appearance in differentiating the, the no, two, it just right? Have the Besides it doesn't have so this thing not only doesn't look any different, right? I wish so, we would have at least changed the color. Yeah, something. I was thinking, just, how cool would it have been if you, they went back to like that Xbox green? Just would have been something completely different. Make it that weird, Blast like uh, Super Nintendo, like the see-through, like green. That would have been cool too. So there's no, you're looking at. Oh, I would no love difference. a see-through Xbox. Yeah, one. that'd be sick. Because uh, I just I bought that new controller that's see-through and fades to white. And I, I love it. It's a beautiful controller. I would I know, love I want, to, I want see, to see like to see the disc or something like that spinning inside. I, sitting blast spinning inside or you know just all the little stuff i think that would be cool like a see-through xbox one that would be pretty badass i would buy that that's the other thing why is this thing not any smaller what's keeping it at the same size probably heating there's no disk drive it's all digital how much more heating is it going to need versus the one that's already in there i mean i don't know some games the whole half of that xbox is really because it has to fit this this big so where's this thing i mean you couldn't scale it down a quarter of an inch? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Something. Something to where mom comes to Walmart and looks at these two Xboxes. She's going to look at it, and not, but that, if she's not reading the tag, there's, she's not going to have any difference. Well, when it's priced the same as something else, yeah, I wouldn't know the difference. Right, either. I mean... They should have uh, made it like a, a stupid Lego where it's like lopsided and that much lower on the side uh, where the disc was and then go up. I mean, anything would have been that. And uh, the other thing, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
So this thing is all digital, so which means you have to do everything online. So you would think that they would launch it with a 30-day free trial of uh, of Xbox Live A and B. Oh, the big thing is, they're, the, is they're the probably, Game Pass. There they're, probably is something in there because when I bought my One X. Okay, from what I was saying, there's nothing like that. Yeah, no. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe, I which would, would be a bummer. So I'm hoping there is. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I would imagine there is because when I bought the X, it didn't say it on the box. When I open it up, they do the traditional 14-day game pass, 14-day game trial. Yeah, I mean, you would... It I feel it's... like for 250 for an all-digital, I mean, you should point, get a month. 14 days? I mean, a month, easy. Yeah, it should have been for 250 Yeah, so the overall opinion, to, and that I think is generally accepted across the board, is this was a failure. And it, I, I'm not with there's it. There's nothing to be excited about. There's nothing to look at this thing and go, you know what? That's the next. And we were we were kind of looking at being excited when we were first talking about it. If you're looking at this thing being 150, yeah, right? this even thing still, being, it's someone. If I was just like, oh well, oh I'm not getting. I I don't have an Xbox yet. Like, why would I go out and buy one now? It's not any cheaper. It's not any cheaper, right? And that was the, the kind of the last stone's throw. Was hey guys, let's hit anyone else that doesn't have an Xbox with something that is affordable on the tail end of this new console. You think they're gonna discontinue the disc based S? And then have the S digital as a skew, the one X is a skew, and then maybe whatever the next one is is a skew, and just like bump all the prices so they're like scatterboard. I think we'll know in about six days if anyone buys this thing. If anyone buys the S, then maybe. If this thing fucking falls flat on its face, then there's no. Why would you get rid of the tray, right? Because oh, here's the other thing. So well, if you go online to some of the websites, a lot of the Xbox One S's. Maybe it's just the ones that come with games. They all say discontinued next to them, even on like Amazon and stuff like that. It says discontinued. Mm, I find that hard to believe, but it says it on the site. Hey, we'll pull it up afterwards. But the other thing is, so all digital means you need a hard drive to keep everything on. A good internet connection. A hard drive that could hold more than five games. The other thing is, is it only came with a terabyte. It only comes with a terabyte, which is no bigger than what the Xbox One X comes with. Yeah, if you're gonna charge me full price for that, it better come with at least. Actually, that's the one thing I do miss is when I bought that, they made it, but they said there was too many problems with it, so they discontinued it. Was the, um, I think it was a Madden bundle, and I'm not even a Madden player, and it came with like a two terabytes, uh, two terabyte drive. Yeah. It was I, the S. You would think that that would be the standard of what they were going to do. Two terabytes. Which on paper sounds like a lot, the, but it really isn't compared to when you see how big these files downloading are. Downloading Halo? Games. Five right now. It's like a hundred gigs. And every time you turn it on, it needs an update. I mean, this thing could have. I would even maybe say the two fifty price point is worth it if it had a bigger hard drive than what the standard one has, but it doesn't. So, looking at this thing side by side, there's nothing better. There's nothing to go. You know what? This is the better. I mean, because it comes with Minecraft and Sea of Thieves and. Forza. And Forza 3, which they're on Forza 4, so you're packing in an old game. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, but I didn't want to be wrong because I'm not a big Forza fan, so I was like, I don't even know what they're on, so I'm not going to mention it. I mean, it. unless Forza 3 is the best one, I don't, I wouldn't know. I'm not a Forza fan either, but, I mean, you couldn't put the you couldn't put the better one in there, the newer one? I don't know, man. He riffed him a new one. Let's rip <laughs> let's, let's these guys open. But, uh, yeah, so th- that was kind of on... On the hot button for this week across the board with a lot of people that are in, that are reviewing Xboxes, but um, well, what are you playing on your Xbox that you currently own that does have a disc drive? So what I'm currently playing, actually, I guess I just beat it today. I just beat um, Tekken Seven, 
which was a game, and I always gotta plug it while while while, we're, while I'm doing it is on the Last Call Productions uh, video game Power Hour. It's a list of sixty games that you can. I'm trying to beat. I I you know would say if you think you're a gamer, try it. Uh, Tekken Seven was one of them. Um, I liked it, but I bought it digitally. Only is there because, actually a story mode? Yeah, there's a story mode, and then when you beat the story mode, there's um, character um, stories. So there's about there's uh, I think there's, there's a couple of cats on there that you can play. Oh, that was pretty cool. And the only reason I bought it, it, it was sixty dollars for a long time, right? It was, still was, and then that spring sale that's popping on right now on Microsoft. I don't I don't know if uh, Sony or the Switch have one going on. I'm sure they do, but it was on sale for twenty five bucks. Oh, so I was like, okay, I'll jump on that. But it's a game that you. Like I said, fighting games you can beat pretty quick. You can beat this game in a day. So if I ever did buy it physical and that GameStop thing was around, that would have been like a perfect trade-in because I don't think it's worth 60 bucks. It was a cool story, cool gameplay. It's not worth 60 bucks if you're not a fighter. Yeah, unless you're going online and smashing people, I'm sure that's, you know, and that's what the draw is for this thing. But for a guy like me who Who's plays, not the, prepping yeah, who for plays the campaign. Evo 2019. Yeah, um, it was a fine game. Um, so that's what I'm playing. And then I'm probably going to start... Um, I think, give me your opinion. What should I start? Fallout 4 or Witcher 3? Because those are two games on the Power Hour that I still got to beat. Uh, maybe Witcher 3 just to get it done with. Because Fallout 4, there's a couple things you can really do to choose your guy. And you can actually just like run through it. Like I came as close as you can as 100%ing that thing. And I think it only took me like 30 hours or something like okay. that. And I just found like some OP weapons and did some OP stuff. And... I mean, I, I enjoy that game. I don't play that game for the difficulty or to be the wanderer where I need to find water and drink every 10 minutes and all, all that stuff. That's not for me. Right. So, I mean, I, I think it's cool. I, I like it. Plus, realistically, like, do you want to play this, like, game where this decisions and it's a lot, you know, you can finish it a lot faster than The Witcher? Because I hear The Witcher's long. The combat's challenging. It's a whole new thing. You know Fallout. You played Fallout. You played the Elder Schools. It's somewhat similar, at least controller scheme, right. to where you know you know what you're doing. Um, as now that you said that, was, uh, Rainbow Six Siege was another game I bought on the last sale that um, they had, and I'm actually really liking it. Like I like the whole again, I'm not a big shooter guy, but I like the whole concept of oh, I love building Siege. up the walls, building up the floor, doing all just those kind of these yeah, all these little stuff. things oh. that are just so unique to this game. So. Um, it was a game that Andrew recommended, and again, one that I had to play. I love CG. But uh, yeah, so I've been playing that, and that's been a lot of fun. But uh, how about you? Uh, I've just been playing uh, PUBG off and on, and so Friday the 13th off and on whenever I have time. My primary right now is Sekiro. Really trying to get that 100% just because I, you know, it just really, I was really actually hating the game. As far as my get good argument, because I could not get good, I was like, you know what? Maybe this game just. I beat all the other dark. I was like, maybe this game just isn't for me. Like I'm just getting frustrated now. It's just not fun for me right now. But then I, I went over and played it at your brother's house. We had a few beers, and just that night, I don't know. Ever since then, it just clicked. The drunken swordsman kicked in. Dude, it just clicked with me to where I was smashing people. Some bosses would still take a few tries or an hour to beat. But, like, it just clicked with me. So I'm like, all right, I get this now, and it's fun for me now. So, granted, I'm getting my ass kicked, and I get mad, but I'm having a lot more fun with it now nice. than I was before. Which is good, right? That's the point of the game. Yeah, right? I don't want you to hate it. Good, yeah. Nice. I like that. Um, so let's move in, Andrew, to the highs and the low segment of the gaming week. Um, I'll start it off because it was pretty much what I was playing. My high was beating another game on the list, which means I'm one step closer to... 
uh, finishing it. Yeah. That, yeah, and it, it, like I said, but there's still some big games on there. There's still uh, Witcher Three. There's still Fallout Four. There's still Final Fantasy Eight. There's still Infamous. So I still got some a way to go. So this was a step closer. So that was my high. Uh, my low, which again kind of reverts back to this this uh, video game power hour, because when I made it, I only put I put a bunch of games on there. I put a few on there that were only for like friends when we watch it. So like Metal Gear Solid Three, I put on there for Andrew. But I've beaten that game. It's a really good game. Final Fantasy VIII, I put on there for my brother. He loves it. I'm not looking forward to that because I got to bust out the PS2 and a memory card because there is no modern day version to put it on like there is with seven and nine. Right. But the other game I put on there was uh, FIFA 12, which was for our buddy CN, which at the time I didn't realize was a 360 game. So I actually just ordered it and it was like five bucks at Walmart. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll grab that and maybe I'll pop in the 360. So I get it all set up. And I start looking around. I don't think I own an Xbox 360 controller I was anymore. just about to say, as soon as you said looking around, I was thinking in my head, I, don't I was have, like, yeah. does he own a 360 controller? I've, I haven't seen one here. The only thing I can guess is I, I traded him in because I didn't think I'd play it again. So I was digging through all my stuff. I don't have one. So now I'm at the mercy of, of going to GameStop and seeing if they sell them, buying a new one online. Or, one from uh, Dante. He's got like 50. Does he? I don't think he has any 360 stuff no more. Yeah, he's got a 360 and he's got Guitar Hero down there. Oh, well, if he's got one, I'm borrowing it. But, yeah, so that was my low. I looked around for, like, a good, more time than I should have, a good 30 minutes going, where the fuck would I put a 360? There's only, like, four spots I would have put controllers. So I was looking around. I'm like, you know what? They got me. I got to buy a 360 controller to play fucking FIFA 12 on the Xbox 360, which uh, it it put a whole funk on my day. So that was my low, Andrew. You doing highs or low first? Uh, I'll go low first, so, um, you know, I don't know if I really have one so much. I, I guess my low, my low probably would be, like, yeah, I almost gave up on Sekiro. Like, I was just getting my ass handed to me. I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm just getting frustrated. I just want to throw the controller. I was like, this is just stupid now. Like, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm absolutely hating it. So that was my low, is that I felt that way. Like, I was really at that point. And my high would just be getting back into it and just realizing that and this that is what click, it is. Like right. it, it just it clicked for me to where now I'm killing it. Especially like last night, there was a boss I got stuck on for a little bit, and then I looked on like line maybe some tips or something, and I seen a couple people cheese him by like knocking him into a wall. So I kept trying to do that, and I could not get him to go. And so finally, I was just getting mad that. I was it went, tricking him to get somewhere. Or no, you, you like throw like a, your firecrackers, which stun him, and it's supposed to make him jump, and he's supposed to jump into the wall, uh. depending on where he's at. And I tried it a bunch of different ways. I could not get it to go, and he just kept. I just kept letting him kill me. So I was getting mad to where I just got to the point where like I'd stun him, he wouldn't go through the wall. So out of just aggressive, I'm just like fuck you, and I just started like <laughs> hammering the buttons, like just because I just wanted to hit something. Like, besides throw my controller, I didn't even plan on beating him. <laughs> then it ended up turning into my best run nice. where I ended up beating him. Oh, sometimes that's just what happens, right? Sometimes you just take a breath, you, you finally do it, and it's the best run you've done all day. And uh, always uh, always a pleasure. Uh, actually, I, I had a good high today, too. I did, a, like, a, mid, a, a, a midway through hard boss that... Um, you uh, like he i had one hit left on my health and i couldn't respond or anything else after that i had no more of the the resurrections and he had like two hits left and i was able just to strafe around him long enough to where i was able to beat him but if he had hit me just one time he, if he had looked at me the wrong way right, I, yeah i would have killed over his breath and that that was you saw me it took me like an hour to do that boss that was the one i've struggled with the most in the past like week yeah um and that was interesting like i said it was the first time i've 
besides watching on YouTube or anything, seeing some actual gameplay. And uh, yeah, the game looks good. It looks clean. Um, I know those type of games are up your alley. You're a big Souls guy. So. Like I said, it's very, like, I, I just really, it's very, like, Kill Bill, like, just, like, right. the, I, I just love it. I love Samurai stuff, so I, I love that. Nice. Well, that, I believe, is everything we got for you guys today. But before we leave, um, stay tuned, because at the end of the video, we're going to tack on the explanation to the drawing that we're going to do. So if you watched the last video, you see that we're going to, start a contest a raffle that gets you a copy of borderlands 3 on your system of choice so um stay tuned guys watch the actual rules it'll kind of break it down we're also going to put the whole thing in, in a the, standalone in a standalone we're going to put it in the description, description so it'll be kind of all around if you guys have any questions comments or concerns for us um, any questions you want to ask us anything um write into us at lastcallproductions at gmail.com uh check us out on instagram at lastcallproductions on twitter at lastcall.com P-R-O-D-Z, Last Call Prods. And um, other than that, guys, we had fun. I had a, we had a good little episode. Episode four. It's moving along. So Hey, we out here. Yeah, so I'm Craig Prowse, Andrew Montsman. Until next time, guys. Cheers. It's a bad day. It's a bad day. I'm just trying to think of... I don't know, I just remember, like, on MySpace is the thing, just going on someone's page, and just music would just start fucking blaring. Dude, MySpace was the shit. Dude, Christina loved MySpace. Dude, oh, I actually was just reading something, I heard it on the the radio, I think, when I was driving, and they were saying that the, all the music um, that was ever, like, uploaded on your on your website, all those people that are doing, like, indie music and shit like that, got deleted, they lost it all, because they lost all the, like, the source code or all the original files that were never backed up, so all that shit's... I mean, that's more on the artist than fucking MySpace, but, yeah. I don't know who's like, alright, well, I don't have a second copy of this, but I'm gonna upload it to MySpace. Well, fuck. Also, Didn't, like, Justin Timberlake buy out MySpace or something like that? I don't know about that. You know? He took, he took it on the nose on that one. <laughs> day by day, we really stray further from God's light. <laughs> You know, Tom never did us any wrong. He never stole my information, and I turned my back on him for fucking Mark thefting Zuckerberg to listen yeah. to my conversations and steal my email. And I remember being in... Sell my data to fucking Russians. Dude, I remember being in, like... I had to have been in high school, and Was I, Tom in your top five? Well, for the first week, he had to be. He was my number one. But I remember when everyone was going, hell yeah, uh, check me out on Facebook. I'm like, what the fuck's Facebook? Dude, I remember I didn't get it for the I didn't longest get it. time. I still don't get it. It's nothing. It's just a thread. It's a I, thread of memes and pictures. I don't use it that much. I mainly just use it for fucking like my family and stuff like that that doesn't live here. I guess maybe it's kind of a lie. I don't use it because I don't post anything, but it's how I keep track of like music, sometimes video game news, but mostly just like my family and shit. Like I don't care like what you're doing.